Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Coming up on today's episode, an interview with Fat Iguana. Yeah, that's right. Fat Iguana Chef's Kitchen. We talk with Chef Steve about his meal prep kits and extremely unique hot sauces to kick off the month of July. But first, a word from our friends over at DraftKings, a big weekend on tap. McGregor vs. Poirier 3 is all set for UFC 264. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is offering all customers a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes for this weekend's fight. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is super easy to play. Six fighters, that's who you pick. You stay under the salary cap and you pick up points to win and compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget basketball and hockey is still going on. And DraftKings has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. It's the McGregor vs. Poirier rubber match, so get in on the action now. Download the DraftKings app and use promo code THPN for your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. What's good and welcome to another episode of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brandon Rewicki. You can follow me on Twitter at Brandon underscore Rewicki or the podcast at Skates Plates Pod. We're going to keep this episode short and sweet for you guys to head into the weekend. We'll dive back into our Jets offseason talk on Tuesday's episode that's upcoming. But we've got a great, great food interview on tap for you here. And like I mentioned at the top, sometimes you hear the name of a company or a business and it just grabs your attention right off the bat. And this one might take the cake. You may have seen his creations at different markets throughout the province. But if you haven't, and you want some great, easy-to-make, easy-to-impress food in a bag, that's right, all in a bag, then this is the interview for you. Plus, if you're a hot sauce junkie like me, you're going to love this one. Very pleased now to be joined with the chef and founder of Fat Iguana Chef's Kitchen, Steve Hunt Lesage. Steve, how's it going today, man? Hey, Brandon. How are you, my friend? Doing pretty good. Pretty good, actually. I feel like we're friends, but maybe we will be. We're already friends, and we'll see if we can bump it up to besties by the end of this, okay? Awesome. 
Now, we were talking a little bit before we got started, and you actually asked, you know, how I uh, found out about fat iguanas. And during Father's Day, actually, got together with the parents and noticed this trio of hot sauces out on the table. And one of my other brothers got the old man kind of a, a fat iguana starter pack with the hot sauces and then a couple other recipe packages, tried the hot sauces out. After I threw down a couple ice cubes, I was like, I got to give this guy a call here because if he's throwing stuff out there like this, the rest of the world needs to know if they don't already. So that's now now you know how I got in contact with you. I tried the three hot sauces and thought this guy is out of his mind in the best way possible. And I got to talk to him. That's awesome. I love hearing stories like that, especially when there's three bottles on the table. It's not just one. It's three. Exactly. Have there been any like good origin stories you've heard from customers, like one that stands out above the rest? Yeah, I get all kinds of stories. I, I, I It's funny. When, when we first started the company, I used to have my, my phone number on the bags, the products. And I used to get calls from, because we our starter kits, our meal starter kits, you, you're going to add a few items. We call them fresh factor ingredients. That's what gives you that that restaurant, cafe kind of meal out of a bag. And I used to get calls from people in the grocery store saying, hey, I can't remember what else I need. Can you can you let me know? So I'd, I'd be naming off the, the fresh factor ingredients and they'd be in the grocery store. They, they'd have me on speed dial and whenever they forgot or, or had a question. So, I mean, we get all kinds of questions and stories and it, it's kind of cool actually I, I i love that part of it that's good to so we can just set the record straight here steve is always on call and ready to help your your cooking needs whenever you have uh, a second yeah, any you, time of day i didn't hear it correctly i said my number used to be on oh, okay <laughs> yeah you learned pretty quickly that makes it's sense really quick it's the iguana in the room i gotta ask you right out of the gate here but how did you come up with where, where did fat iguana come out to be the name of your company I'm not sure exactly where it came from. It, I came up with the name in the, I don't know, mid-late 90s, I guess. Um, I A lot of trips down to Mexico, and you see these things, you know, munching on whatever it is they munch on, and they just look like the happiest things in the world. And uh, so I came up with, hey, this would be a great name for a restaurant. And this is when I was doing restaurants back in the 90s. And problem was I couldn't find a, a partner that wanted to put it up on on a building. You can't put fat in the name of a restaurant. Nobody will cut. And I guess I never won any of those arguments. So it never did get to to be a name of a restaurant. But three years ago, it was it was my choice. And, and I went with it. I love it. And I, I, I would definitely go to a fat iguana's restaurant. So hey, yeah, you, you and me both, you and me both. Once this blows up, and then you start putting actual brick and mortar places down, then we're going to be good to go. Hey, maybe uh, a food truck, a fat iguana food truck. There you go. Love it. Love it. Uh, you mentioned, you you know, in the 90s, they're cooking all over the place. You've got a pretty interesting history when it comes to cooking through Western Canada and everything like that. Can you just touch on, you know, how you got into the restaurant biz and then all the different places you've been? Restaurant business is pretty much all I've ever done. I mean, since I was a, a kid, a teenager. All I ever wanted to do, really, and, you know, love to travel. So Western Canada is a beautiful place to see. Just ended up, you know, working in Regina, working in, in Banff, Lake Louise, Kelowna. It was a, it was a fun life, you know. Three, three or four years in the Rockies between Banff and Lake Louise. Boy, you work hard, you play hard, and 
no regrets there. That's for sure. So then how do you go from, I mean, maybe you mentioned it there, work hard, play hard when you wanted to take it a little easier. How do you go from working as a chef behind the line in restaurants to ultimately owning your own business and trying to help other people make the same gourmet food? I don't know. I think it's just a, a natural progression. I mean, I, the, the the kitchen was awesome. You don't do it because you're gonna you want to get rich. You do it because you love it. I mean, once you're in the the kitchen business, you're, you're always in. I tried to get out. I got my real estate license in in 2005 and and did that for you know 13, 14 years. I still have a license, although I'm giving it up at the end of this month. Um, three years ago, though, something just said, "Hey, you need to get back into the business." And your business, and we'll get to the hot sauce side of it in just a second, but really the backbone of Fat Iguana Chef's Kitchen is your package recipes. So can you maybe just explain that to people that don't know, you know, what goes into that and what was the inspiration to putting that forward as your main product? Right, yeah. So we, we started three years ago when, when, when Fat Iguana was, was born. It was, a, it was a company that had five meal starter packages and and that was our lineup um kind of took the my five favorites you know dishes that we'd cooked in the the restaurants and the cafes over the the 20 some odd years and i actually went looking for something like this when i was a real estate agent i was busy i didn't have time to cook i went looking for something like it and i couldn't find it anywhere i was searching online i was talking to people like wow there's nothing out there this is just stupid and then hey a little light bulb went off hey i'm a chef i can do it we started playing around with it and i mean it was it was challenging for sure to, to say the least trying to get those fresh pan flavors that you can do in a commercial kitchen get that same flavor out of a bag so i mean it, it took a lot of trial and error um, to switch those recipes over to a completely different format. But you know what? We ended up doing it. And I mean, a lot of those meals, the California coast, the jambalaya, the spicy bacon, the matriachana, I honestly can't tell that much of a difference from what we were doing fresh in the pan 15, 20 years ago, which is kind of cool. Not to mention, these are meals you can do yourself at home in under 25 minutes, start to finish. And it, it's amazing. So maybe just, you know, talk about how you went from going with the fresh ingredients to whether it's different powders or spices, how you kind of got all the flavorings into one package as opposed to, you know, having an entire groceries list worth of, uh, you know, a couple bags as well into making a single dish. Right. Like I said, that was the biggest challenge. I mean, it was literally trial and error. Oh, this tastes like crap. No, that's not going to do. And I mean, you got to understand food, right? I, I know the flavor I want, what I'm going for. I, I, I know it from a fresh pan anyway. Now I just got to say, well, what do I need to do to, as far as a dry spice or a dry seasoning? What do I have to do to get that flavor? And a little bit of this, taste it. No, not right. Well, it needs more of this or it doesn't need any of this. So, I mean, it's literally trial and error one after another. It's frustrating, but I mean, where it's a lot easier now. Three years ago when I started playing with these, it would take me a month, two months to get the flavor down. I can bang off a flavor in under a week now, no problem. I know what I'm looking for, piece of cake. The package recipes, are they geared more towards 
home cooks that maybe want to work with certain meals, certain recipes, but whether it's through price or just inability to find the ingredients, that yeah, is exactly. kind of that sweet spot right in the middle for them? Yeah, it's all of the above. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, especially now, people haven't eaten out or eaten out very little for a year and a half now. I mean, I, I feel bad for, for all my friends that, you know, are in the restaurant business. Um, it, it's been a tough go. I mean, we just happen to be in the right place at the right time. And if people can't go out to eat, they're going to be looking for alternatives inside the house. And that's kind of what we do. And like I said, the, the meals, they, they taste like cafe restaurant meals by the time you're done. Yeah, well, I, I made the paella one yesterday, actually, with the parents. And and so for those that don't know, I'll just kind of go through it quickly. And, and you can touch if I did it right or wrong. But, you know, it was as simple as grabbing the cast iron pan that I have. And then really, you pretty much just throw everything from the bag into the cast iron. You know, there's a little bit of broth added, a little bit of seafood, everything like that. But from that point on, you got yourself a paella in like 30 minutes. I'm really, I'm really glad you did it on the barbecue. That's part of my sales pitch at the, the markets. Obviously, the paella can be done in the oven, no problem. But man, when you're doing it in that cast iron pan on a 425 degree oven, that's something special right there. Yeah, well, and you get the crispy rice at the bottom, which totally. is yeah, I mean, that's absolutely mandatory for any paella. But totally. it's, it's to me, it's the perfect kind of encapsulation of what you're doing because i i would love to make paella all the time i had it when i was in spain for a little bit i also don't want to spend 50 bucks on saffron i don't want to spend you know this amount on this exact spanish paprika and so on and so on so to have something like that where you know all the hard part is basically done at that point it's just a tiny bit of cooking and you can have a paella just like that in no time i mean that to me is you know the the, the perfect uh, middle ground for what you're going for with fat iguanas. Right. And, and that's been the big attraction, right, from day one, right? I mean, and, you know, word of mouth, it's getting around and people are going, wow, I've got people that their company thinks they they ordered in. Where would you order it in from? Hey, it's my secret. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> so I can vouch for the paella, but what are some of the, what are some of your best selling uh, recipe packages? Okay, so as far as the the starter meal kits, the the California Coast, um, that's our biggest seller, pretty much has been from day one. Um, that's a, a, a light coconut curry cream sauce, um, real nice flavor in there. Your, your add-on ingredients, you're going to add a little whipping cream, a little coconut milk, um, chicken, and shrimp. The nice part about these meals is the especially with the, the California coast, vegetarians love that one because they'll skip the chicken and shrimp and they'll do a chickpea, a tofu, a cauliflower instead. All of a sudden becomes full vegetarian. All the flavor's still there. The, you know, the 13 or 15 different spices don't change just the way you construct it. So, I mean, there's all kinds of options. And on our website, we've actually got suggestions of how to switch those, those ingredients up, the fresh fat. Make it your own. You know what you like. I don't. I just put push you in the right direction. Well, that's interesting, actually, then, because I, I guess at that point, all of, if not the majority of your your packages, your meal kits are essentially vegetarian, right? And then it's just up to the to the cook to whatever protein they want to put in there. Right. For, for the most part, yeah. I, mean, I, I use a couple uh, bases. For example, a beef base goes into the spicy bacon of Matriarchana and the beef and barley soup. And I mean, there's... 
you can't call that vegetarian because there's right, a product right. in the, the base, the dry base. But yeah, for the most part, you're you're good to go. Now the meal kits are the backbone, but the hot sauce company that you've got going for yourself is, I mean, this is something that's A, right up my alley, but B, just really, really intriguing to where this could go in the future. I, I guess just start off with how did you how did you get into making hot sauces to begin with? Always loved hot sauces. I mean, uh, the Deep South uh, has always been a, a love of mine as far as cuisine goes. Um, you know, cooking with the peppers and the spices and the roasts. And it, it's just always been one of my favorites. And always loved hot sauces, like I said. A um, couple of years ago, my my son, my, my teenage son, he was going through two, three bottles a week. <laughs> and it was killing me. It's like, man, you're costing me a fortune. And I mean, I, I didn't help. I, I was going through as many with him. You just blamed him for it. Right, totally, which most parents will do. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of out of necessity. He uh, he was costing me a fortune. I said, well, hey, I'm, I can do hot sauces. And started with a couple and went, wow, these are pretty good. We can do something with this. I mean, we, we started with, I think it was four sauces maybe. A year and a half ago, we're we're up to eight now. We've got uh, a barbecue sauce. We've got a, a Maui um, honey garlic sauce. We've got a, a, a salsa sauce that's out of this world. We just released uh, five barbecued rubs, and yeah, we're having a lot of fun with it. We got uh, we've got a new a new barbecue sauce in the works right now, playing around in the test kitchen. Uh, it's going to be the impeccable pig jalapeno blueberry barbecue sauce. There's a mouthful, right? Um, we're also working on a new hot sauce. We've got a, a Himalayan black truffle with red jalapeno. Oh, come on. Oh, I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. So, and that one's, you know, you go back to the, does it take you a week? Does it take you a month? Uh, I've been playing with the, the Himalayan black truffle hot sauce for probably four months now. Done a couple test batches. I've sent out test bottles. I'm getting people going, you gotta bottle this stuff. And it's not quite there. And and here's the reason why, mostly. It's we're gonna be selling this stuff at 20 bucks a bottle. Right. That's pricey, right? That's a lot of money. Man, you gotta be doing it right if you want if you wanna keep selling at that price. Which is why I'm just I'm almost there. I know I'm almost there. Probably a couple months away though, by then by the time we get to it. Just give me a shout out when it's done. And again, if you need a hey, next test batch, you're on the list. Please, please. I, I That is one of my dream jobs. So if you want to hook me up with anything, I'm down with that. If you want to hook me up with the Carolina Reaper to taste test that one, I'm I'm cool with that. I tried three of your hot sauces. You have oh, eight on the website right now. Try. I tried the Calypso Scotch Bonnet. Love it. The Habanero Lemonade. My favorite out of all of them. That one is crazy. Like this is what I like about your hot sauces too. Is there's just so much crap out there that's hey, let's blow their mouths out, but there's no actual flavor in there. The habanero lemonade is just so unique because it's it's just it really does taste like spicy lemonade, which I hadn't had before. And then also the Saskatoon scorpion. Oh, my second favorite. You know, I do a sales pitch when I'm at the market. I'm assuming whoever bought the three for you or for your family just went with my sales pitch because those <laughs> are the three I'm going to recommend every single time. I mean, I like all the other ones. They all have their place. 
But those three, I just find myself going back to over and over again. Yeah, I think I think the Scorpion might be my favorite. I, but I was just curious how you come up with the idea of vanilla and berries. I mean, berries with hot sauce makes a little bit of sense. But where'd the vanilla come from? Well, and so <laughs> back in the 90s, had a little restaurant, uh, Spotlight. Spotlight Cafe in Osborne Village. And uh, we came up with this recipe for a blackberry vanilla cheesecake. And not something that I'd heard of up until that point. Just, hey, these two got to go together. A couple of my favorite things. So we put them together. And this cheesecake was out of this world. And so last summer, we're playing around. And I'm trying to get a limited edition hot sauce. Just something I could put out there. You know, one, two small batches. And we'll move on to something else. And... Came across the Saskatoons. They're growing up in uh, Warren, Manitoba. So we get those year-round uh, up in Warren. The Maruga Scorpion. I mean, that great pepper, some some real good kick to it. We were playing around with it, and it was missing something. I, I was into my second batch. It's like, I don't know. It's just, and then for some reason, I thought back to this <laughs> blackberry cheesecake. I went, oh, wait a minute. Let's try a little vanilla bean. So the next batch, we, we stripped down a vanilla bean, chopped it up, put it into the into the blend, and wow! I mean, it's real subtle. It's right yeah. at the end. I mean, you're gonna get you're gonna get that the Saskatoon berry first, and then you're gonna get the kick from the Maruga, which is pretty good, and then just that little vanilla finish at the end. Kind of to me, it makes it. it you know, you're you're going through the stages, and you actually taste it all. Yeah, I, my mouth is watering. Anytime I think about hot sauce, I start to salivate a little bit. Um, but the the vanilla is, you're right, it's so subtle, but it's perfect. It totally makes the, the entire hot sauce. You also have, for those that are interested, I mean, you've got ones lower down on the Scoville scale with the jalapenos and the serranos. But how nasty are we talking about when we get into the ghost pepper and the Carolina Reaper sauces? Well, so here's the thing. I mean, I, for, for the heavy hitters, the, the Maruga Scorpion, the Ghost Pepper, and the Caroline Reaper, the, I, I can't buy fresh. I can't buy dried. Those have to be mashed. The fermented mash I get out of Tennessee. Um, and there's a reason for that. It's going to be consistent every single time I make it. If I was trying to source out fresh, man, there'd be different heat level, different flavor every single batch. And you can't do that, especially with that kind of heat. You've got to be consistent so it's the same every time. If, if I'm eating the mash alone, which I've done, I, I need to know what it tastes like with nothing else there, it's painful. This stuff hurts. But I tell you, by the time it gets into the sauce, we don't want to hurt you. We, we want you to taste everything in there. So I want you to get at least two or three specific flavors every time you, you try that hot sauce. And in order to do that, I got to keep the heat level down a bit. Don't get me wrong. It's a Carolina Reaper. It's a ghost pepper. And it's a, it's a scorpion. You're going to feel the heat. It's just not going to hurt you. I, and I want you to taste your food too, right? I mean, there's a, there's a purpose for every hot sauce out there. I, I don't really understand the ones that just light your mouth on fire and make you cry and sweat and say things you normally wouldn't say. I mean, they're fun at a party at two o'clock in the morning, but I, I don't know. As far as food goes, it's it's a tough one for me. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it too because like I, I want a little bit of hurt, but I don't want to. Right. I don't want my night ruined. And, and hurt me just a little bit. I, I get it. Yeah. 
the scorpion was perfect for me. Like that's right in my wheelhouse where, you know, you feel it a little bit of sweat, but I can still, I can still move forward it's here. It's kind of a cool jam flavor up front, right? It's like, yeah, ooh. it's thicker than most hot sauce. Like it's yeah, kind of, that one's actually quite thick. I mean, we've got a couple, even the, the Carolina Reaper, right? I mean, that one, I love that one just because the, the smoke in it. Use an ancho pepper in that. The ancho pepper is one of my favorite peppers on the planet, but it's got absolutely no heat, but just a real rich flavor. So I kind of I, I draw the flavor from the ancho, and then you know get get that heat from the the Carolina Reaper, and man, they just go together. It's something about it. No doubt, and and, and I mean, you got the eight ready to go there. Everyone's going to be super excited to try out the truffle one whenever that one hits the market. Uh, just a couple more quickly here, Steve, before we let you go. But first, thanks so much for your time today. Hey, thanks for having me. My pleasure. One of the last questions we always ask our guests that come on here, and I'm very intrigued by what your answer is going to be because we can go a couple different directions in this. Once regular season action gets back underway next year for the Winnipeg Jets, let's say it's the season opener, what would be, in your opinion, the ideal fat iguana game day meal? If I was to get supper ready for game one, Jets, whoever next season, what would be the fat iguana game day meal? Boy, that's a tough one, eh? Um, well, I mean, the carbs are going to be good in all of them with the, with the pasta in there. I, I'd have to go with my favorite just because of the calorie and the carb count on the spicy bacon and matriachana. I mean, and when I have that one on the plate, I go straight to the Carolina Reaper. I mean, I don't need much of it. A couple drops, that tomato with the smoked bacon and the, the smoky sauce. Boy, oh boy, that, that's something pretty special right there. I love it. I So I have a, I don't tell a lot of people this because I'm kind of embarrassed, but I cannot eat pasta without putting hot sauce on it. Why would you be embarrassed about that? I, I well because like I, I I love Italian food and it's just like I I feel like every time I do it I can hear a Nona cry like two thousand miles away but I'm just so happy that you went that route that you know the hot sauce on the pasta that's an okay thing to do so I pre that that to me is my perfect game. Hey, food has no borders really. It's it's up to the individual and yeah, no borders there. You want hot sauce? Do it. Whatever works for you. If it tastes good, go for it. Beauty. Well, whether it's the pasta, one of the other carbs, the hot sauces, Steve, you're going to be at a number of different markets over the next couple of months. Can you just let our listeners know whether it's, you know, meeting you in person at a market or ordering online? Just what's the best place and, and where's the best place to get in contact with you? Right. So, I mean, we, we do a, a fair bit of home delivery. Um, all that information is on our website at fatiguanakitchen.com. Um, we're coming into our busiest time of the year, the next basically three months, July, August, even into September. Um, we're doing, we're, we're at Pine Ridge Hollow on Saturdays. That's kind of our gig out there. We do a couple uh, Sundays a month at East St. Paul. We do, uh, usually do all three of the Downs Night Markets, which are pretty awesome. Um, we're at, at, um, St. Norbert Market. We just started doing St. Norbert Wednesdays. A couple of weeks ago, that's been a lot of fun. So we'll be there most Wednesdays. We take a, a week off every month just to go camping and unwind and, and refresh. But uh, yeah, three three weeks out of the month, we're, we're at markets. You can get our products at uh, Miller's Meats. We actually bottle their barbecue sauce for, for them. Um, different, different locations sell different meals, soups, uh, the one up at Headmaster, 
all our hot sauces. Uh, the beer market actually out on uh, Roblin and Dale sells all our hot sauces and they go through a ton of them. Um, people picking up their beer and, and Caesars for a barbecue, bottle of hot sauce. I guess it's a good fit. Who would have thought? Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks so much, Steve. Enjoy the camping trip. And I'll tell you what, I'll come by on Wednesday. I'm not too far from the St. Norbert's market. Awesome. Come by. I, I got a couple with your name on it. Not going to lie. I did use the Calypso hot sauce on pasta again that I made on Wednesday. And I, I just couldn't be happier. Not even going to apologize for it. So I, I, hey, I can't wait for the truffle one to come out sometime soon on top of that. But again, a big thanks to Chef Steve for joining us today. And make sure to check out Fatigoana's Kitchen sometime this summer. We're back on Tuesday with another edition of our Jets off-season talk. And hint, hint, a surprise guest is going to stop by that I know you guys will love. So make sure to tune in for that one. Until then, thank you guys again so much for listening to another episode of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. Stay safe out there. I'm your host, Brandon Rewicki. Peace.